This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the first chat podcast where this evening we will be discussing Tottenham's 1-0 win at Craven Cottage, beating Fulham. We are now fifth in the Premier League and we are only three points away from the top four. I've got three very special guests to talk about this evening's game. We've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? I'm a lot better after that, let me tell you. We've had bad news upon bad news upon bad news. So to get a little bit of good news and that be on the field, and get three points and a clean sheet, and Harry Kane equaling Jimmy Greaves' record tonight. Oh, just a little bit of good news. So it was just, it was just nice to see something good happen to Tottenham. So yeah, ready for tonight's show, bro. We've also got the voice of Spurs back with us, James Black. James, lovely to have you back. How are you? I'm good, man. But very similar to Ricky. Yeah, it's, it's good, but it's uh, yeah, a little bit of good news and all the stuff has been going on. But yeah, feel happy at the minute. We've also got Daily Mail journalist Ollie Gamp back with us. Ollie, how are you? Thanks for coming back on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing doing very well, thank you. Um, yeah, a little bit of a tonic tonight after the disaster of the last few weeks. But yeah, we would take that one and move on, move on very well with that. Ollie, let's start the show with you. Let's get your thoughts on tonight's game. Tottenham Hotspur beat Fulham one nil. As Ricky said, um, Harry Kane has equaled Jimmy Greaves' record this evening. Um, it's a good night for us. Yeah, very good night. Um, well, to be fair, in the first half, I was thinking because absolute car crash until up until Harry scores the goal. I thought it was an appalling performance, and I didn't, I didn't really think we deserved it at um, at the break. Harry was amazing. The the finish, the turn um, into the far corner was insane, and I think you know we kind of worried what we're going to be like without him in the summer if he does go. Um, so that was kind of an alarm bell for us. Um, you know, carrying us all season who's going to step up if he does leave. Um, and we kind of got into halftime thinking Fulham kind of hard done by. But then after the break, we kind of solidified our position, got a bit better. Fulham, I was actually surprised. I, I thought they would offer more. They, they've had a really good season. Um, I thought I thought they would do more. Um, and then we kind of just sort of steadied the ship, didn't we? We kind of just, you know, tr- was treading water. Didn't do a lot more in the second half. Um, but... You know, that's what Conte's teams should do. They should grind out results and keep it all solid. And that's what we did tonight. So hopefully a bit more of the same going forward. It is such an important three points though, Ollie, isn't it? Particularly after losing against our North London rivals and of course Manchester City. Yeah, massively. I mean, the last two games can kind of break your season when you lose to teams like Arsenal and City. And then you come to Fulham away. Fulham away is not an easy game. I mean... I don't actually know how many games they've lost at home this season, but they're not. They're a difficult team to break down, um, and we needed a bit of magic from from Kane to do it. Um, but yeah, it was very important to get the monkey off the back. Um, I'm yeah, kind of just glad that we just made it through the storm. Ricky, let's get your thoughts on tonight's game because, of course, you've been with me uh, for the last couple of weeks on shows where it's been very negative. Of course, we've lost games. 
Um, lots going on at the club, which of course we'll come to later on. But give me your thoughts on the game tonight. Um, a bit, a, a bit like Ollie. You know, the first half was a bit. It, it, it wasn't the greatest at all, and I was a bit kind of. You know, w- without emotion still, you know, and watching it kind of going, is this the same old, same old, here we go again. But you know what, in hindsight, and getting those three points and getting the clean sheet as well, after the week that we've had, we needed to just have, have a result like that, really. You know, I, I felt that Fulham were poor. I felt that we were poor, but slightly better than poor. And um, the, the, the quality of Harry Kane shone through. And, and luckily, you know, luckily... We it, it was a clean sheet and there was there was not much to offer, you know. Fulham didn't really threaten too much. I felt if they would have put us on uh, under the cosh a little bit, I was hoping that we wouldn't crumble. But it's a possibility that we could have crumbled. But um, we we solidified it. Um, we stuck together. Uh, I, I think for me the highlights tonight is definitely Kulazewski. Um I thought he was the one that was trying to make something happen all the time. I felt that we looked a lot better with Bentico in the middle, but you can see he's not 100%. And you could tell that Romero w- w- was was gunning for the win. Do you know what I mean? He was flying in. He was he was everywhere. Um, so, yeah, a, a good couple of performances there. And um, just a solid 1-0 win, bro. So it's good to come away with those three points. And like we've all said, a little bit of good news. James, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on on tonight's win. Yeah, yeah, very similar to the lads. I, I was a bit uh, shocked that we allowed them to have a crazy amount of crosses in the first half when you got Mitrovic. Yeah. That was shocking for me. Like, I think it was 12, 13 or something, was it, in the first half? And then when Kane scored, like as much as we were delighted, it was very much against the run of play. So I was a bit worried for the second half. And also quite pleasantly surprised that we come out and, and, and seem to sort of nullify them. Because Craven Cottage is is notoriously quite hard to go to, uh, but I did see your stat before we played, isn't it? Like six wins there or something out of the last seven at Craven Cottage for us. Some amazing stat, but I've always found it quite a hard place to go to. Yeah, delighted, but uh, not get, not going to get it run away with me. You know what I mean? Uh, after that performance overall. No, I don't think any of us are going to get carried away. Um, but it was a good three points tonight um, and, and definitely needed. Um, Ollie, let's come to you. Let's uh, talk about the starting 11 today because, of course, Antonio Conte went with an unchanged team, uh, the team that lost at the Etihad 4-2 against Manchester City. Um, Hugo Lloris in goal, uh, the back three of Romero, Dyer, and Davis, the wing-backs, Perisic and Royal, um, in midfield, Benton Kerr and Hoybier, and then the, full, the front three of Kulusevski, Son and Kane. Um were you surprised by that lineup today? Did you, did you think Antonio Conte would make changes? Um, well, it was the strongest lineup we could have had, really. If you look at the team, apart from Richarlison, maybe you could argue instead of Son. I was surprised that Richarlison, I mean, maybe he's not fully fit. I thought maybe Richarlison would start instead of Son. And Son has been totally anonymous for the last, I mean, the whole season, really. Um, so I thought I thought Richarlison might come in, but clearly he's not fully fit. Um, Roy, <laughs> Royale, I'm always surprised when he starts. So, um, yeah, but then again, Conte just does not rate Spence and Doherty. Was he, was he in the subs bench? Spence was, yeah. Sure. Um, you know, Doherty isn't much better. So, yeah, it's mental that we've signed, you know, three or four right-backs in the last couple of years and we still don't have a, a fully fit um, and capable right-back. But no, I think the, the starting level was kind of what I expected. I mean, you can kind of switch out Lungley and Davis. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of what I expected. But, you know, the, the starting 11 is still not... I look at it and I don't see much in terms of creativity from the middle of the park. And that's the area we really, really need um, creative presence in the midfield. And that's why Zaniolo would have been great, but doesn't look like that's happening anymore. No, Ollie, um Spence wasn't on the bench this evening. It was Forster, oh. Doherty, Sanchez, Tanganga, Lengley, Sessignon, Basuma... Doesn't really Spence, does he? Spence is not going to get in the game. What Crazy. What do you think of What did you think of Emerson Royale's uh, performance this evening? Because a couple of people come up to me as I was walking outside um, the ground and said Emerson was fantastic tonight. Did he you Do good. you agree with those comments? Yeah, yeah, he had a good game, I think. Yeah, but I think we're kind of judging him when he doesn't have a disastrous game. He has a good game, so I think he was like. Let's not get carried away. He wasn't amazing. Um, but he, because he wasn't terrible, we all think he was amazing. He was good, and he obviously scored against Man City. Um, but yeah, we need to see more, more from him. Let, let's string a few decent performances together before we get carried away. 
Ricky, what did you think of the starting eleven? Were you surprised that Conte didn't make any changes this evening? As Ollie said, um, I expected Richarlison to start this evening instead of Hunmin Son. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Um, I'm kind of with you. I thought he would have given Richarlison a go uh, tonight. Um, but like, like Ollie said there, maybe he wasn't fully fit. You know, maybe he's not 100% as yet. Um, you know, Sonny, again... Uh, He's, he's he's just not having the sunny season that we all know and love, is he? He's um, a bit of a shadow of himself right now, which is unfortunate. Um, but maybe uh, Conte was kind of given the responsibility to that first eleven that started and kind of capitulated against Man City, and he and he was kind of giving them the opportunity to kind of make it right, you know. And uh, like Oli and was saying just there about Emerson, I thought you know. Emerson's overlapping runs were again they were they were pretty there. He was all he was all over the pitch, but he's defensive play tonight. He he, he had a strong defensive play. Um, like we're not going to get carried away with it. We're not going to think that he's the one. Uh, but you've got to give him credit when he does have a good game because there's so many times when he doesn't, and it's easy to point out, and which we've pointed out week in week out. So um, yeah, I mean, I I would have liked to have seen Richarlison start, but. It, it, you know, get, giving Sonny another go to kind of try and redeem, redeem himself, uh, especially after the last two games, I, I think is maybe why he started. So, look, we came away with a 1-0 win. You know, he could have made changes, but he didn't. And uh, at least the boys going over the line for us tonight. Ricky, what do you put Hunmin Son's struggles down to this season? Do you know what? I really don't know. Maybe it's just... Like a, you know, he's been he's been at it relentlessly. Um, you know, ever since army service. You know, he went and done the army service. He went, he started the season, done army service, came back, played a season. He's had, you know, he's had the season of his life last year. You know, getting the golden boot, and then we've gone to South Korea. We've had an, a, you know, a, a really um, hard preseason, doing them 108 laps up and down the. Every time I say it, it gets more. Um, 109 laps up and down that field. Do you know what I mean? And um, and that being in the South Korean heat as well, coming back to the games, which were relentless every three days, you know, maybe maybe all of that has had a toll on him. Plus having to work up to the World Cup and being the main man for South Korea during the World Cup. Maybe it's just a, a, a mental tiredness. Uh, it's the only thing that I can say because it's like his touch ain't there. It's like his normal dribble ain't there. He's he's burst over the top ain't there. His shot ain't there right now, and and so uh, m- maybe he's trying too hard to get it back, and and maybe there's a bit of mental tiredness as well. James, um, let's come to you on the uh, on the same question about the starting eleven. Did you expect Richarlison to start today today instead of Hummingson? Yeah. Not only did I expect it, I was disappointed when I don't know what's going to happen for him to start. I, after that performance again, um, same as what Ricky's saying. Really, I think I, I, well, I think I think enough's enough. I think we do have to drop him uh, and get Richarlison in. Also, I've got to say. Um, I'd like to see Antonio ask the, ask the question on why Spence isn't even given a, a chance here. It's crazy. Uh, and I think the film deserve an answer on that from him. You know what I mean? I know, I know it wasn't his buy, but we've seen glimpses of him that he would fit into his kind of system, for me anyway, that, that attacking down the sides that he needs. And he's, he's a good defender as well. Um, I'd like to see some answers on that, really, um, because we've got someone there who will definitely kick us on. Uh, in that position that we're screaming for. James, what did you think of Emerson Royale's performance this evening? Um, uh, yeah, it was good. A little bit of light volley, really, saying, let's not get carried away. It was If he has a slightly good performance, we think it's amazing because of how bad he was before. So he can't really do no wrong on that thing. But um, yeah, it was good. There was a, I always go back to that no look pass that he does, you know. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think when he tries his flicks, I think, oh, come on, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, it was good. But I still, I'd, I would, um, like what Ricky was saying, I'd, Kulisevsky for me tonight, I think he was, and Romero, they were just, and they had their heart in it. And Romero's kind of game, um, when he was watching that, when he was like time wasting a little bit at the end, that he's got the experience there. Uh, when he went down, didn't he, a little bit um, towards the end? 
I think that those guys had the heart today for me. Uh, even though Kane scored the goal, I'd probably put Kulusevski as man of the match. Yeah, but Royale, good. Seven out of ten. Ollie, who would you give man of the match to? Uh, I think you had to give, you'd have to give it to Kane because he was the match winner and he was the difference maker. Um, I thought Hoiberg was good, you know, putting some good tackles in the middle. Dyer putting a decent show. I thought, I thought Romero ended up well, but he, in the first half, he was giving away the ball constantly. And I was like, what's going on? What's happened to Romero? But to be fair to him, um, the battle between him and Mitrovic, he won, kept Mitrovic nice and quiet. Um, I thought Mitrovic was going to have us on toast, to be honest. Um, was worried about that. Um, but yeah, Kulisevsky, yeah, he was he was impressive. Um, but yeah, Kane, I think, had to be the man of the match winner. Ollie, your comments earlier, in the away end this evening, um, a lot of Spurs fans were thinking, it's like, here we go again um, in that first 45 minutes before mm-hmm. Harry Kane scored. Why do you think it is that, that Spurs start games so slowly and have done all season? I was thinking this while I was watching it. I was watching my dad. My dad was like, why do we why do we play so badly in the first half? Why don't he was like, look at Fulham, look at how Fulham put the boot in, they're going to all of our players and pressing us. Why don't we do that? And I said to my dad, Well, I don't think, you know, when something happens multiple times, it cannot be a coincidence. And I don't think I don't think that Conte tells us to go from to go and play from the off. I think we intentionally sit back and we we absorb the press. And then we go on the counter and for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And I don't know why we haven't changed it, but I fully believe that we're doing it on purpose because it's happened too many times. And I think we're just not executing the plan. That's what I believe. I'm like, you could call me wrong. Um, but I just think that, you know, Conte's sides like to sit back and I think we are just poorly executing the job. Personally. Are you still a, are you still a fan of Conte, um, Ollie? I love Conte, um, but for whatever reason, I mean, tonight was an improvement, but this season the players have not bought into his way of doing things. When when you consider that from, I think, February to May, we were just blowing teams away and it looked like the team had really just, you know, taken on the Conte way of playing and they were really buying into his way of doing things. And then this season, it's just been like, we don't know what we're doing. And even in that first half, I was like, where's the direction? Where... Where's the game plan? We were just giving the ball away. We could see, you could see we're playing from the back and you could see we're trying to progressively move our way up from the back, but there was no real direction or or any kind of idea of what we wanted to do. And then Harry comes in and does something special and gets us out of jail. And I still think in the second half, did you see us have a meaningful chance? No. Not really. So I do think that the win kind of papers over the cracks tonight. I still think Conte, he doesn't really look like he wants to be there, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you kind of worry. We had a story out this week saying that, you know, things weren't looking good in terms of him signing a new deal and sort of maybe looking at Poch to take over. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, We need to take this win and move on, hopefully get a big win over Preston and not get shocked. But then we got Man City next to home. So, you know, if that ends badly, then we could be in, in big trouble. Ricky, what did you think of us defensively this evening? It was a lot better. It was better. Um, you know, uh, Davies will always give you a 7 out of 10. Romero, I felt, was trying to be the man to be counted on. Um, Dyer was, he, he had a couple of clearances, a couple of blocks. He was a lot steadier today. But to tell you the truth, uh, Chris, I, I don't think Fulham really went for us. Um, so I don't think they really tested the defence, really. Um you know, in that second half, I, I saw us go back into a bank of five and a bank of four um, uh, in midfield. So they, they they were definitely determined to hold on to the to, to the lead and to keep a clean sheet and to try and be at the very basic level defensively solid. And maybe that's what they done tonight. Maybe they just they just went back to basics and they were just like let's keep it short let's keep it easy uh and let's stay tight and as a unit and you know when you know we've we've just gone up against the the side that is top of the league and the side that won the league last year and we're, we're the same team and the same tactics that we basically got overrun in those areas so maybe today was an opportunity just to go back to basics so it it, it was a lot more solid but it wasn't anything that made me jump off of my seat 
you know, I'm trying to be positive tonight because we, we had yeah. come away with a win and we've got the three points and we've had a lot of negativity. But if I tell you the truth, I was I was bored in the first half. I was I, I was like this, you know, Harry Winks would play wicked in this team because all we're doing is sideways and backwards, sideways and backwards. Do you know what I mean? And 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 that was the thing that was the, the big, biggest critique of, of Harry Winks was that that's all he done was go sideways and backwards. But it seems like that's the tactic right now. You know, we still put ourselves under pressure. We still give away the ball a little bit too easily when we're we're in possession of it. When we're trying to progress that ball forward, we still give it away a little bit too easy. Um, but again, maybe it was just back to basics and keep it solid. One nil. Let's get that win. Let's get a little bit of confidence under the belt and let's see what happens next. You know, um, on Conte, I know Oli was saying there he doesn't look like he wants to be there, but he was he was screaming and hollering as he normally is on the sideline. And right at the end, I thought, which was I thought was really telling. Right at the end, he went up to the fans and he was like, come on, come on. He, he was cheering on. He was, you know, he was overjoyed with this win and, and the clean sheet and the performance. I, I haven't heard what he's had to say after the game as yet. We came straight on here. But um, I did see him really kind of, he didn't have to go up to the fans. He didn't have to make that gesture. He didn't have to, to kind of, to, 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 to give that energy to the fans to say, like, we're, we're almost in it together. I, I, I don't know whether I, I, I read that wrong, but I saw that and I was no. like, that's, at, at least no, that's yeah. encouraging. 100%. I, I was right in front of it and uh, I've just published a, a video on YouTube um, of that exact clip. Uh, so do check it out. And you could tell, Ricky, that it meant the world to Conte to get the three points. And I think the clean sheet is very important tonight as well. Um, and I might add that the away fans um, in the away end were brilliant. Oh, and uh, they, they kept singing Antonio Conte's name throughout yeah. the whole of the game. So, you know, lots of support for Antonio Conte this evening. Um James, um, Ricky talks about confidence there. Um, one person that I think has probably given him a lot of confidence uh, this evening is Hugo Lloris. Made a couple of good saves tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a lot better, wasn't he? I mean, I, I saw a moment when um, didn't they, there was, you know, the, the, the normal goal kick, your shit, uh, whatever. Um, uh, my, my, I was watching my mates, they turned around. Is that the home fans or the away fans? <laughs> but he was absolutely brilliant compared to, again, compared to before. So, yeah. But I, that's, that's four mistakes from him. Isn't it the most in the league, the, the four clangers? I'm kind yeah. of in the camp of we need a new goalkeeper. And I, I've never thought I'd say that this season, but I'm in that camp, I think, now. I think we need... He's he's retired from international football. His career's coming towards an end. We need to get someone really decent in there um, to to take over, basically. Um, but yeah, I just saw a message there about the away fans. I've got to say the same as you. They were absolutely incredible today. The away fans were amazing. James, what do you think of the Antonio Conte situation? Do you, do you um, expect do you expect things to? improve in the next few weeks? Do you expect Antonio Conte to be here until the end of the season? Well, I was quite uh, overjoyed when Ricky just said that, what he just said about him going over to the fans. I hadn't seen that, but I think that's a really good sign because all I've been seeing in interviews is kind of a different Antonio Conte, quite pulled back. But I also um, apply the value that he's, I know it's on a human level, you're losing Gian Piero and Gianluca Viali, and then and then one of his another one of his close friends, I think, uh, that he came out on the press and spoke about. But also on the football level, you're losing Gian Piero, and then there's some trouble with Fabio Paratici in in, in in this whole sort of business side for him. He's had a very yeah. very very tough season, uh, and he's a serial winner. So um, I think we, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in his camp basically, and I think the poor poor lads probably had a terrible year. And he's still coming out of it. And if he's still doing what, what Ricky's saying, you guys are saying to the fans, I think that's the mark of a, a, a really remarkable man. So it's the, the year that he's gone through. Absolutely. Um, Ollie, let's come to you. Let's talk about the game itself, because um, I won't go through the key instance uh, where Fulham had opportunities, um, but Spurs had very little. Uh, but of course, just before half time, Harry Kane scored the only goal of the game, um, equal in Jimmy Greaves' record. Um, what is left to say about um, our great striker? Because, of course, uh, I've absolutely no doubt that he will play against Preston at the weekend and break Jimmy Greaves' record and become uh, the all-time top goal scorer at Tottenham Hotspur. What is left to say about our great striker? 
there is not much more you can say about him. He's just incredible. He's a credit to himself. And if, I think if we had 11 Harry Canes, we'd be top of the league. Um, but yeah, I think just let's enjoy him for as much as we can. We've got him for the end of the, until the end of the season, at least. And then, you know, if you're Harry Kane, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him a move to Man United. We've done the story in the last week that United are going to go big for him in the summer. Um, obviously, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. But if it, if it did happen, I don't, I don't think any of you guys would, would begrudge him because he's an incredible player. He deserves all the success in the world. Um, you know, he's England captain. His career, what is he now? 29. Hang got long left. He's in his prime years. So, um, but yeah, obviously, I'm hoping that we can tie him down to a new deal. We did. There was a story. I think it was David Ornstein, the Athletic, saying that he's considered. Yeah. He's considering signing a new deal. I don't know why. <laughs> if I was him, I'd, I'd, I'd run for the hills because you know things aren't great at the moment, um, and there's not. We have not really given him any reason to stay because the investment has been poor. Um, we haven't invested in the right areas, and 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 yeah. But um, but no, as if we just focus on Kane as an individual, he's he is a credit to himself, um, and I think everyone needs to follow his example because that is what we need when when things are tough to bail us out with moments of brilliance and that's what he does so often Ollie, what would you what would you say your favorite harry kane kane goal is oh, sorry it's so, it's so cold out here <laughs> 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 um it's got to be um the arsenal goal where he takes Mark. the goggles off ah oh, so good literally so good um yes it's got to be that that there are so many moments um but yeah, that was just that was sensational. That moment, especially annoying that we didn't win that game because that was such a good moment. That was that deserved to be a winner. Um, but yeah, that's got to be it. Ricky, talk you, us Ray? through the goal tonight because I tell you what, that is that is a typical Harry Kane goal, isn't it? This evening's winner. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the boys on Sky were an, um, analysing it and they were showing you how many times that he was checking his shoulder to see where the Fulham defence was and whether he could nick a yard or to, to make sure he was on side as well. So as soon as the ball came into him, for him to just shift it, uh, you know, just half a yard and get that get that little bit of space, he knew exactly where the goal was. You know, he doesn't need he doesn't need to look up, he doesn't need to do anything. Short back lift, loads of power and bang in the bottom corner. It was a beauty. It was a they described it as a classic K goal and it really is. How many times have we seen that where you know, there's defenders around him, left, right, and centre. You don't think he can squeeze a shot through that, but he will find that quick little yard, you know, that quick little bit of movement, that little bit of space, and then fire it into the bottom corner. It was fantastic. He was actually unlucky not to score a second tonight with the with the um, header. Yeah, no, so, yeah, um, yeah um, I can't remember who crossed it now, but it was bouncing around in the box, and he was just unlucky to get that, that, that uh, the 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 header it was basically central so Leno ended up saving it but um he could have got a second tonight and Harry Kane boy we we are so lucky to have him I mean if we went out into the transfer market and we were baying for a striker how much would Harry Kane be worth and how much would we spend on him I mean us we wouldn't spend it we'd try and give him you know a couple of skywalks and a packet of crisps <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> plus Josh Onimer do you know what I mean to try and get him but you know like we would have tried and we would have attempted and we would have been close and you know we would have... tickets to whiz kid wouldn't he you know yeah I mean? you know what I mean but you know Harry Kane wow what a man you know you can tell he does really love Spurs and he really does want to win with us but like, like Ollie was saying there you can't really begrudge him if he did decide to go because we can all see what's happening right now. Um, the, the 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 board and the transfers right now ain't really inspiring us. So I don't know whether it would inspire someone like Harry to go around the corner again, you know what I mean? Or to start from scratch again with another manager, with another project, with another transition period. I don't know whether he, he, he would be up for that. But you know what? If he is, my gosh, we should, we should definitely build him a statue. I know they didn't want statues outside the ground, but... If anybody deserves one, him and Jimmy Greaves, you know what I mean? Wow, what a statue that would be, you know? Um, but yeah, love him to pieces. I, I hope he stays forever, really. James, are you in the process of creating any more Harry Kane songs? No, but he definitely needs one, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. uh, I see um, Spurs song sheet did one that's really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give that. I've been talking to those guys. I'll give that a crack, I think, at the. Man City game when he gets the uh, well he's definitely going to get the record there if you don't get it at Preston. 
but yeah, he definitely deserves one. He's one of our own. He's a bit, um, you know what I mean? He's a bit <laughs> that done now. James, do you think it? Do you think it changes the fact that when he breaks Jimmy Greaves' rec- record, which will probably be this weekend, do you think that it will change his outlook to should I stay at Spurs? Should I go on to to, to move to another club? Um, yeah, we, we, we were talking again. I watched the game with a few mates here at the flat at Spurs boys, and we were saying that um, a bit scared when he when he beats the record. We, we thought at the start of the season as well. I'm quite shocked at this that this report coming out that he's um, that he's open to the new contract. But I also don't know. I don't know if you can shed some light on it. I don't know how much weight is behind that. I don't know the reliability of the source. It's Dave, I don't know. Is it David Ornstein or something? You've Ornstein, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that, that side of things, like the, the different tiers and stuff. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know on that what, what, what um, reliability there is behind that. But I was quite shocked at that because of the beating the Spurs record, because of the Man United interest because of the what Ricky's saying about with the board and everything and not getting behind us in certain areas, then, yeah, I'm a little bit shocked. And when he gets the record, yeah, I was always scared. That's the, that's the project done for this. Then I can get the Premier League record at another place. But the, the clubs he can go to is getting smaller and smaller. Now Man City have got Haaland. He won't go to South London to Woolwich. So, we're, yeah, it's just Man United, isn't it? It's the only place. And, and is it guaranteed trophies? I think the boys were saying on the Sky on Sky today, or on Sky Sports News, does a Man United move guarantee trophies? It used to, but does it now? Yeah, good point. That's true. Good point. Um, Ollie, what do you make of Antonio Conte's situation right now? Do you think um, that he's happy at the club? Do you think that he will continue to be Spurs manager until the end of the season? How do you see this panning out? Because you interestingly um, mentioned Maurizio Pochettino. Do you think Spurs are lining up a move for him? I think he will be in the wings waiting. I think it will depend on whether we win a trophy. Um, we're still, you know, it's, it's quite hard to believe we're still in two tournaments at the moment. So, you know, if we were to win the FA Cup, if we were to, by some miracle, win the Champions League, um, then of course he would stay. I think if he ends the season without a trophy and we don't get top four, then I, don't, I can't see him staying because he's failed. I think. I mean, last season top, you got top four, but we should have we should have be, we should be getting top four. Let's be honest; like that's the minimum requirement for for a club like Spurs. Um, Conte was brought to this club to win trophies. Last season we went out in the FA Cup to Middlesbrough, and you know, with a manager like Conte, that was a that was a real disappointment. Um, so if we go if we don't win the FA Cup and we don't win the Champions League, I think if we were to get top four, maybe he would stay because that would be a huge achievement with the way that Newcastle and United are playing. Um, but yeah, if, if we end the season in that kind of disappointing way, I, I would see him leave because like, would you sign a new deal if you were Conte and you, and you had kind of, your career had been tarnished in that kind of way when he's, he's so associated with winning trophies. So I would see him leave. I, I think he would leave in that regard. And I think Poch is, I mean, or Tuchel. I mean, I, I don't really want any more Chelsea managers, ex uh, Chelsea managers to come in, but yeah, I, w- I would think that we are probably lining up Poch. I mean, Levy is busy mates with Potches and he's got them on WhatsApp and stuff. They go on holiday together. Well, they, have, they, they did. They did. When they were, not now. <laughs> they did. I, I, I read Potches' autobiography, man. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I, would, I would say that Levy would have a hotline to Potch if, if uh, Conte left. So yeah, watch that space. Would that be the right thing to do though? No, 100% not. I mean... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If Potch came back, we'd all be absolutely buzzing, wouldn't we? We'd be like, oh, Potch, like, he's like our dad, isn't he? He's like our uncle. We love Potch um, and everything he did for us. But it's a romantic move. It's not a logical move. I think you've got to move forward in football. You should never go back um, as much as I would love. Like, imagine if Potch came back and won us the title. But I just think if it didn't work in 16-17 when we had the, the team we had, all those incredible players, it's not going to work now with this shambles we've got. So I think not, not a good idea. Move forward. Ricky, when you mentioned the passion from Conte at the end of the game this evening, I looked at him and I just thought, I so want this to work for you. Do you think it is going to work for him? Do you think that there is any way of, of, of turning it round where Conte has got a, a smile on his face all the time and he can continue beyond the summer? Or am I dreaming? No, I, I, I think I think it's still within our hands. I, I think if we were to get some players that he would want, that fill the gaps that he wants filled, and if that's two minimum, if you could get three, fantastic. But if you could get two players at least that, that he would be happy with, um, I, I think he would be more inspired to take this 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 team forward, and I'll tell you why I think that is because the crowd, not just tonight, but against the Gunas, against Man City, you know they were they were singing his name, they were letting him know that even though we are in dire straits, even though we are in you know this this crappy position that we are in, and that we've always been in, that we continually be in. But that we're behind him, the crowd are behind him. And I think that, especially those away, away fans tonight, they let him know that we are behind him. We don't. We, we want him to succeed. We, we want to be on this Antonio Conte train. We want to be one of those serial winners. We want, we want one of those, a, a bit of quick fixing. Do you know what I mean? We've, we've done the project thing and um, they didn't want to continue it. We, we tried to kind of go with Mourinho. That didn't work. You know, sacked six days before a final. Then you go and get Conte, who's in his prime. Do you know what I mean? You know, he, he came off of winning the Serie A title. And he, he, we all know he's a serial winner. So I want to be on this journey with him right now. And and on the way to, to, to achieving something. On the way to winning something. You know, give him what he needs. It, I can't really judge him when he's still dealing with half the players that were still in pot, at the end of Poch's reign. You know? It, Dyer didn't really start for Poch, and nor did Davies toward the, towards the end of the, his his time. And yet, here we are. You know how many seasons later, and they're starting. You know, and look, like I say, Davies had a Davies is a one of those seven out of ten, six out of ten every week type of guy. Somebody you can rely on, and and I see why he's playing, and I see what the deal is. But if you were to give him some tools to actually implement his way and his system, maybe, just maybe, we can start to achieve something. Maybe we can climb up that table. It, we've seen it. We've seen the Jekyll and Hyde of Tottenham from last season, you know, when we believed that nothing was going to happen just before he turned up. When we saw that Nuno football, do you know what I mean? And everyone's like, oh, my gosh. When we saw that Guna game where we had no midfield, you know, the, the middle of the park was just empty. We're just looking at each other going, uh, uh, is this serious, do you, you know? And then he's come in and he, he, he revitalised us and got us into top four where I never thought we was getting into top four last year. And we were playing some scintillating stuff last year towards the end of the season. So if you give him what he needs, then surely there can be, you know, br brighter times on the horizon instead of this negativity. You know, it's just been a domino effect of negativity recently whether it be results or whether it be backroom or whether it be press conference or whether it be the board or whether it be, you know, the, 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 the fans feeling this negativity around like and, and, and fed up of the same old, same old. We all want to change. We all want to be on this Conte ride. And if you just take a little bit of risk with him, you know, don't worry about if, if we buy a player and he goes at the end of the season and then another manager is going to have to deal with that player. Do you know what? That's what Tottenham do all the time. You know, Mourinho had to deal with Poch's players. Nuno had to deal with Mourinho's players. Like, come on, it's, it, that's part of football. To use that as an excuse not to not to invest and not to take a little bit of risk for this type of world-class manager, bro, it makes no sense to me. So so stop with the excuses. Stop holding back. Go. Go. Just, just go. 
Just, I, mean, I don't want you to spend, I would love you to spend 300 million on a player. Of course I would. But it, that's not what we're asking. What we're asking for is to go and get the, the number one person that Antonio Conte wants in those positions, which we know we're lacking in. You know, go, go. And if you can make that happen this, this window, make it happen. We've seen others make it happen. Their first choice targets. We've seen others in our league make it happen. We're the ninth richest club in the world. Go with a little bit of risk right now. And then let's see how this, this season can twist and how it can change. You know, it ain't, it ain't a foregone conclusion. All right, the Gooners are long gone. But the rest, it ain't a foregone conclusion. There's, there's re, it's the Premier League. There's results left, right and centre. Every time you think you've got a banker win, think about it, whether it's, it's fantasy football or whether it's the pools or whether it's your accumulator. There'll be bankers. You, you'll think that Man City are going to win every week. They don't, you know? So you've got to back him. You've got to put all your chips on that Conte train and then see what happens. If you've given him everything and he, and he can't step up, then all right, cool, we can look for another direction. But we can't keep changing and starting from, this, from scratch time and time and time again because we will be forever in transition and not move nowhere. We will just stay stagnant. James, what do you make of the whole Antonio Conte situation? Do you think that he will end up going at the end of the uh, at the end of the season? I did up until you boys were saying about the passion that he showed, and bearing that in mind, what I was saying before about the hard year he's had. I, maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. But it is a very, very big eight days. And uh, again, obviously behind what Ricky said, I think every Spurs fan is just we have to back him. We have to get him the players that he wants. I think the centre backs. And I think we got when are we getting the dogies? It's starting next year. Left next year, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably out for now. And then the, the right, obviously the right wing back as well. He's, Conte's system needs an incredible defence to play the way that he wants to play. And we're playing yeah. Conte's system with no disrespect, but with Dyer and Davis. You can't play Conte's system with Dyer and Davis because the, the the amount of the when we get caught out on the other side, we haven't got the players that can stand up to it. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of asking a serial winner and a world-class manager to go out and get us the trophies that we desire um, without the player, without funding him and giving the players that he wants because the, his system won't work. I don't. That's, that's for me anyway. I, 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 his system won't work with them sort of players that are going to give you a six and seven out of ten performances. You need you mean um, Bastoni? What, what was the, the centre defender was going in for? Bastoni, Skriniar. Yeah, Cavadio as well. Cavadio, yeah. Instead, we've got Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, and Davis playing there, and you can't you can't expect the the manager to have to play that system and win games with those defenders. And then, obviously, on top of that, you have got the Larice blunders that's been happening. So it's not uh, it's not going for him, but I don't I don't blame Conte. I think we back. Well, James, we've got one week left of the transfer window. Of course, no deals have been done yet. Uh, are you surprised by that? Yeah, but um, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be, but yeah, I am because uh, we, we're screaming out for it. Uh, I am surprised by that. I don't know how much left in the war chest. I um, can't remember. I'm not very good at the math side of it, but I don't know what's happened to that. Maybe Paratici's taken that and run off. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's left. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I am surprised. I just, I really can't understand the centre back situation. I don't understand that. Um, that sent that those apart from Romero, obviously, that centre back is a top ten finish. That those the three at the back like that, um, definitely not a top four. So I think I also think Conte worked magic last year. The way he got him playing yeah. was just was just mainly down to him. Like, and everyone was believing in his play. And I do uh, apply value to what we're saying now. Where you can sort of see they're not um, buying into it as much now, which could be a problem. But I still don't blame Conte. No, you look. You look. All you got to do is look at his record, really. Ollie James mentioned um, Fabio Prasci there. Um, now, of course, he's got all of these troubles um, over his head. Um, do you think he's going to continue in the role at Tottenham Hotspur because the Italian FA are now pushing for his ban to be extended across the globe? Yeah, well, he was in the stands tonight, wasn't he? And that kind of implies that for now the, situ the situation is okay. Um, 
yeah, he, he's not going back to Italian football anytime soon, is he? But um, yeah, we have to just sort of wait to see if FIFA push for this ban to carry over to the UK. And and to be honest, we've seen Ronaldo's ban um, that he had in English football carry over to Saudi Arabia. So these things do kind of stick. Um, but to be honest, we've spent 172 million and we're still talking about all these areas we need to fill. So would it be the worst thing? I don't know. I mean, we, um, you know, directors of football kind of go, come and go like hotcakes at Spurs, don't they? And they've all had varying success. Um, obviously we had Paul Mitchell. He was very good. Was it Paul Mitchell? We had him yeah. at Spurs. Yeah. He yeah. was very good. Um, we've had Bal- Baldini, not very good. Uh, Damian Camoli, well, let's not talk about him. Um, <laughs> but but Paratici, but Paratici Frank, had... Frank Arneson as well. We had Arneson, didn't we? Arneson, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but Paratici has he, he's had some some good ones. We've got like Ben Sankor and Kulosevsky have been very good. But then obviously you've got Roy, Royale and um, who else is that? Basuma is that one of his? Or is that Ryan one of his? Brian Hill. Let's see. Jury's out. Um, so it's you know if he was to be if he was to be banned and we were to bring somebody else in, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, but yeah, I, I think we have to just wait and see what FIFA does. Ollie, would you be surprised if we ended this January transfer window and we haven't signed anyone? Um, I'd be surprised. Um, I'd be disappointed. I, I think I think I actually wouldn't be surprised, but I'd be disappointed because you know we've got a week left, and the only thing we heard really was Zaniolo, and that's now a lot not looking good. Um, but what's happened there? Fair, What's happened with is that AC Milan thing? Is that Daniolo what... now looking like he might go ACL, AC Milan? Yeah, um, and and to be honest, we let Trossard go, and we and we had the story the other day that Trossard was in talks with Spurs for two weeks, and we dilly dallied, which is classic Spurs, um, just hag- Daniel Levy haggling for the best price possible, and then Arsenal do the business in twenty four hours, and he looks like a really good player for Arsenal. So we we really needed him i think i mean i watched him he was on he was on against united for a few minutes and he looked explosive he looked dangerous and we really need that kind of player right now so that was a real that was a real shame but no um i don't think i would be surprised if we don't bring anybody in but we really need it i mean you, you only could you could only see how kulisevsky and bentancourt literally changed our season last year two signings i think they came in quite late as well last year is that right yeah maybe not yeah. i think they did 31st. yeah yeah they literally came in at the end so don't rule it out um, it could, I mean, Daniel Levy loves uh, loves a little deal at the end, but I I do know that we don't have much money in the bank at the moment, so it, I think it would only be a loan um, or a very cheap deal. So yeah, let's just hope we can get someone in and do a kind of Romero deal where a Kulusevski deal where we get the loan in and then we buy him in the summer. But but these clubs, Roma have come out and said, you know, they've named their price for Zaniolo. So I think that that is a you know very straightforward deal if you want the player you've got to pay the money, as is Pedro Porro. Fabrizio Romano has stated uh, today and in the last couple of days that Spurs are going to try to sign him again and, and talk to Sporting yet again uh, about Pedro Porro. Oli, how confident are you that Spurs will bring in Pedro Porro? Because, you know, take away this evening, um, Emerson Royale's performance, yeah. um, we're trying out for a, a, a right wing back. Well, we, we, we need Porro, um, but we've been trying to sign him for God knows how long and it doesn't seem like it's going to get done. Um, but yeah, we, we really need him and I think it would push Royale because at the moment, I think Royale kind of knows that he's Conte's number one. Doherty is not really going to trouble him. Spence barely even makes the squad um, or the sub bench. So I don't think, I, I think Royale needs someone who's a threat and I think Porro would be a threat. Um so yeah, but it, it it just depends on Levy really because even for Spence, you remember that went on all summer, um, and he doesn't even start yeah. for us. So we've we've had all these deals that we've we've really broken the bank for and 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 put the effort in, and then Richarlison doesn't start every game. He costs sixty million. Uh, Basuma doesn't start every game. He costs twenty five million. So we need someone who's actually going to change the game for us and make an impact. So let's hope that's Pora, and that hopefully he can come in. Ricky, if we did get Zaniolo and, and Pedro Porro, do you think that these are players that Antonio Conte wants? Or do you... Well, well, well on, on Zaniolo, um, you know, we've been linked to Zaniolo pre-Conte, if my memory serves me right. So I think he's always been one on the books. But from what we see and read, Paratici and Conte both like him. I have a little apprehension with him. He's, got, he's had two ACLs in each knee. 
Yeah, he's been he's his form hasn't been that great this year. Um, you know, uh, if you look at the stats, there was a stat that, that, that there was a stat bracket that came up, and he's he's pass completion. I think it was short pass completion was his highest rated stat. The rest were very low, so um, he could be one that you know that is upset with Roma right now, and that we bring in and that we revitalize, but. On that particular deal, I think it's kind of sensible for the club to go for a loan with an option or an obligation just because of those two ACLs alone. Now, on Poro, I think he is definitely the one that we need. I think that he's got pace, technical ability, crossing, dribbling. He can shoot. He can score. There's there's everything about him. The, the only thing that is a bit of an apprehension with him is that he's five foot seven. So he's not the stature of a right wing back that Conte would like, but everything else is there. And I think he could be exciting. He could be the one that kind of gives us that extra dimension in this formation with this system. So if you was only going to go for one, put all your chips on him is what I would say. Do you know what I mean? If, if you're trying to say that we haven't got that much money in the bank, which, which really does my nut in, <laughs> that really upsets me more than anything else. There was still that 50, 50 mil from the summer that we didn't draw out. Do you know what I mean? From the 150 that was put in by Enoch. You know, so where has that gone? And then, you know, you can see that there, there are opportunities right now. So if, you're, if your transfer budget right now is 30 mil and the player's 39 mil and he's the one that you want, why can't we make that addition? Because it's only going to be a couple of months' time until the summer and then you're going to say, oh, yeah, our budget is A, B and C. Just make it happen. Just make it happen, not only for for us, the fans, but for that team to be revitalised, for, for those players to be revitalised and for Antonio Conte to be revitalised and he, so that he can believe, as well as we can believe, in a project that is moving forward. Right now, I think that all of our belief and all of our hopes are kind of very, very low because it's the same old Tottenham that we know and love. Do you know what I mean? Rollercoaster FC, Titanic FC... You know, it's crazy right now. It is absolutely nuts. So <clears throat> inspire us. You know, all of the good work that they did do in the summer, buying all those players early for the first time ever, you know, investing that money, making us look like a different side. It's all going to pot right now because we're going into the final week. It, and this is normal. This is normal for Tottenham. So I am shocked that we haven't done it earlier because of what we've done in the summer in changing those those ways and means of, of buying and selling players. But it, it's kind of like we're back in, we're, we're, we're back at Tottenham time now. Last week of the transfer period, we all know it's going to go down to deadline day. We're all going to be depressed every single day going through our Twitter feed and, and checking on Fabrizio Romano's, you know what I mean, the Twitter page to see if anything else has come through. And all we're getting is bad news right now, mm -hmm. you know? So we're all desperate for some good news. So it, it would be, you know, um, even if you want to talk about it from a PR front, it would be good PR for the club if they can go and get their number one target for their world-class manager that they put in charge. You know, you can't put somebody like that in charge and expect him to deal with, with players that he doesn't want to deal with. You know, go and get him what he needs and then let's judge him. Then let's see what happens. Inspire him. Inspire the players. Inspire the fans. James, all the other clubs around us, um, you know, especially the top clubs, they're going out, they're identifying their targets, they're bringing in new players, they're all strengthening. Um, surely, even if Antonio Conte is not going to be here next season, this is so important to finish in that Champions League spot. Right. So we, it has to happen, doesn't it? We have to go out and get some players in. Yeah, this is the thing. I like. I agree with everything that's been said. Um, and also, you've got to remember, these last eight days, we've got eight days to show Conte that we are going to back him. We've got eight days. Because after that, he's got no other window before his contract ends. So these eight, these is incredibly big week to, week to show him. Uh, and and I, I still can't get my head around we're not identifying centre-backs. And also, on top of that, we've got... Um, Kane about will he sign a new contract or not? We, we've got to show him. We've got to revitalise him that we're going to show strengthen that defence. You saw that. You saw the shake of that head that Kane did, and that is back at the the other end of the pitch that we know we need to strengthen. The attack's phenomenal. Our attack's world class. But if we're shipping that, then the, yeah, we've got we've got eight days to show Conte and Kane, which are big cornerstones of this team, 
uh, that we're we're going to strengthen and we're behind them and revitalize them, like Ricky's saying, like to revitalize the fans, but revitalize those two guys as well because they're massive for us and we, they won't come along again for a long time. A world class manager and a world class striker. When will they come along again for Tottenham at the same time? Um, so yeah, I think it's a massive eight days, and we do have to identify the target. I would go for Poro as well first, um, just because the midfield. I, I actually quite like Saar as well. Um, I think he's playing well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I just think I'm just so desperate to get a strength in that defence. And as a football fan, it's not your first thought, is it? Your football fan, yeah, you always get a strike. It was exciting ones we went up the top. But as Tottenham fans, we just need that defence now. That defence is, yeah. Yeah, I remember that drawing of the horse where you got like a drawing and then it's a real horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it too with Tottenham, do you know what I mean? It's just, that is, that epitomises the team at the minute. So let's get that sorted and let's get one or two through the door to show Conte. Conte's screaming for defence as well. I'm sure he is. To show him that we back him. I'm just very, very concerned that it's eight days left and we don't seem to even have a target that even anyone's talking about in the centre-backs. So that, that is, for me, quite different. Yeah, I agree. Um, Ollie, our next game, of course, is this Saturday away at Preston in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Um, the last time we won this competition, 1991. Do you think that we'll take this competition seriously? Do you think that Antonio Conte will want to put this trophy in the cabinet finally? Well, we, we better. And I think we will. If you look at the Portsmouth game when we played a very strong team and they are a League One team and we showed them a lot of respect um, I think we played Kane, Son and Kulisevsky up front. Um, and that showed a lot of respect to Portsmouth and it showed Conte that, you know, this might be his last chance to win a trophy. So let's not muck about by playing a second string team. Um, I mean, it wasn't the best team we could have put out, but I think it was still pretty strong. Um, and Preston, you know, Preston away, they're going to, it's going to be like a wind, a windy Saturday at Stoke sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think they'll really be aggressive and they'll make it, they'll make, make life really tough for us. And, put the boot in and go up with those aerial challenges. So we need to be at it. We went to Middlesbrough last year and got turned over. Um, so, yeah, I think Conte will go strong and I think it's just all out, all out assault on a trophy. This has to be, it's got to be the trophy we get under Conte. Otherwise, yeah, there's no hope for us really. I thought, I'm, I'm becoming really negative at the moment. I need to take some of Ricky's juice. Ollie, what 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 did the FA Cup actually mean to you? Because over the years, you know, it, it, it means a lot to me. I, I I would take all of these competitions seriously. Um, but I love the FA Cup, by the way. I love it, and I yeah. think the Carabao. Well, do you know what? My my second ever game um, as a Spurs fan was the cup final win over Chelsea. So the Carabao Cup. Weirdly, it, it, it meant a lot to me at the time, but now I just think like get rid of the Carabao Cup, and I think the FA Cup is like a proper classic um, tournament, and it's yeah, it's, it's something that. But weirdly, you know, the last if you go back through the last few years, it's sort of Man City, Man City, Chelsea won it a few times, and then you had like Portsmouth and Wigan, so it can be anyone's trophy. Um, but I, th I just think it's it's such a magical competition, and it's one that I would love to win. I, I, the last time we won the FA Cup, ninety one. Mm, yeah, and it used to be our trophy. I think we won it about eight times. Um, yeah, I think it's we got record, a real, yeah we got a real standing with it, a real long standing comp um, history with it. Um, so let's go for it. Yeah, Ricky, how do you see the game going on Saturday against Preston? Um, a, a bit like what Ollie said there. I think I think we're going to go all out for it. To tell you the truth, um, I, I, I think it's going to be a great distract a distraction away from the league. And I, I think it's a competition that we should go for. Uh, like Ollie was saying there, it, it was always our trophy. Th those are the days that we was considered a cup side and not a league side. Do you know what I mean? They used yeah. to say Tottenham, they're a cup side. And, and that was almost said with disdain. You know, I mean, could you imagine if he was called a cup side nowadays? Bloody hell. Um, but yeah, I think we I think we need to go all out for it. Um, go all out for it. I, I, I think that that can definitely be an opportunity to start Richarlison. Um, you know, um, maybe uh, maybe even Forster in goal. I'm not sure. But, but after Hugo's solid performance tonight, I don't know whether he would want to keep that going even though he did kind of mention about mental freshness the other day. So he hasn't had a chance to recover from after the World Cup sort of thing. So I don't know, maybe that's an opportunity to give him a rest. But um, yeah, I think we should be going all out for it. All out. 
why not? Let, and and it's the it's the trophy that I said that we would win when you asked me at the end of last season or beginning of this season. I said we would be well, would be second, and I said we'll go for the FA Cup. Do you know so how hope, positive hope you are, Ricky? Do you know how positive you are? I, I want you to take this comment and this question. Um, oh, Conte goodness. will not be backed. He will walk. It is clear. That was awful performance. NFC again. <laughs> All right. So, listen, if Conte won't be backed, then, of course, why would he stay? Do you know what I mean? So, um, we, we know that even when he's won a league, if he, hasn't, if he doesn't get what he wants, he walks. So, it, it doesn't take a lot for him to walk. Um, Harry Kane FC, we've been called that many a time, and it's been true many a time. There's been many a time that he's got us out of jail because it's been a dead game. There's been many a time that he's taken the game by the scruff of the neck and, and made something happen, and and that's why we love him. Whether he sets something else, uh, sets something up, or he scores the goal himself, but tonight. I know it was a bad look, and we've all said it. None of us are really overjoyed with the performance tonight. It wasn't an entertaining game tonight, but I think it had to go back to basics to kind of get over the line, make sure that we're solid in a unit at the back, make sure that we could, you know, hold on to our lead, make sure that we don't crumble in the second half like we did against Man City, make sure that we can, you know, um, kind of edge the game out, you know, towards the, 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 the final minutes instead of kind of, giving the opposition an opportunity to score or equalise in those final dying embers of the game. So, you know, to come through it, um, it, it's it's positive because we've won, we've got three points and a clean sheet. Harry Kane scored. Um, There's a lot more. Every Tottenham fan knows there's a lot more to come from this side. Hopefully, I'm not going to say this is the beginning of it, but I'm going to say hopefully that we see that Tottenham again very, very soon. And hopefully with a couple signings in the next eight days, hopefully we can see the Tottenham that we saw at the end of last season and we can go for something, you know, and we can start to believe in our team again and we can start to push and fight and be dangerous and, and, and not be predictable, you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I see this. Someone you, you in SW6... Oh, you, look you do look Someone, cold, mate. You look freezing, it's freezing out. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be wrapping up soon, literally. <laughs> your, your, your dedication alone should be while we're back in. Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> right, that's right. All that scarf up, man. <laughs> James, what, what, what does the FA Cup mean to you and how do you see this tie going on Saturday? Do you think we're going to go through to the next round? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we'll go through. Uh, the FA Cup, again, is, is, is the magical competition for me too. I can remember 91 very clearly, showing my age there a little bit. Um, but also, like with the FA Cup this year, like, one thing we have to remember is uh, uh, Woolwich play Man City, so one of them's going already yeah. while we get into the fifth round. So it's a massive opportunity for that again. Well, if we beat Preston, you've got to think we're going to be in the top three, maybe to win the cup. Then in the fifth round, uh, yeah, I think we go all out for it. This that real chance for the trophy, um, yeah, and it means a lot to me. Yeah, I, I, it's a because of the 91 Gaza free kick and Gaza and Lineker is what, what really pulled me into Spurs big time. Um, yeah, it's a it's a magical vision for me. School let's, boys. Uh, let's get predictions for the uh, the Preston game on Saturday. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win. James, what are you going for? 3-0. Uh, 3-0. Tottenham. 3-0. Mm. Ollie? It just popped into my head. Don't ask me why. 4-1 Spurs. Ricky, uh, I'm with JMO. Three 0 That's what came. Yeah. That's what came to me. It's got a bet on, Ricky. It's got a bet on. We've got to make it happen. Come on. <laughs> I think they will as score. Hundred percent score. They will score. They'll score first oh, as well. Not against Hugo. He never makes it. <laughs> it might be Forster. Was, it might be Forster. That's true. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're in the uh, the hat for the next round, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, let, let me just say to all of the viewers and listeners, I'm so sorry to end this um, a lot earlier than normal podcast, but um, getting here uh, to Craven Cottage this evening was an absolute nightmare and getting home, I think, is going to be an even bigger nightmare. So I'm going to have to dash because you I'm literally rode away from, from Fulham. Sorry, Ollie. You might miss the last train. <laughs> I might. We can see that in the background. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to dash. But Ricky, um, thanks so much for coming back and uh, tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, everybody knows where they can find me. They can find me at Ricky J Norwood on Twitter or at official 
Ricky Norwood on Insta. And, you know, you'll, oh, you'll probably see me on the next Chris Cowling Talk Spurs very, very shortly. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we've got a great transfer window and a couple of inspirational signings coming in to revitalise this side and brighter days ahead. So come on, you Spurs. Lad. Love your positivity. Love it. Thank you, Rick. And James, um, tell everyone where they can find you. Thanks so much for coming back. And uh, what are you up to at the moment? Uh, so I'm playing. I've just been given like the, the pass to play for most of the rest of the season now, which is great. And the next home game I'm playing, I'll be playing for the Man City game in the White Hart Bar, which is level five. I play pre and post game. And uh, yeah, I'm at the Voice of Spurs on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, across the lot. Um and all I want to say is uh, to your away fans today, absolutely incredible. You just constantly smashed it. And you're the reason that we won today. So, yeah, to your away fans. Well, James, thanks so much. And Ollie, thanks so much for coming back. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. And tell everyone where they can find your wonderful work. Um, you can find it on the Man Online sport uh, page. If you have a look at that, you'll see my work, my incredible work pop up there somewhere. You can also, I'm trying to point at the my name. I'm not really doing a good job of it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all backwards on here. There you go. Ah, there you go. Hey. Follow me there. Um, there's an at sign normally right there um, on Twitter. I should I should have done what Ricky and James have done, put my little um, Twitter thing, but it's the same, but just with an at sign. So yeah, follow me there on Twitter. Holly, and hopefully you'll be publishing a lot of articles about Spurs signing players. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah, uh, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Just publish them anyway. Yeah, positivity. <laughs> just get all the positivity out there, man. <laughs> well, Ricky, James, Ollie, thanks so much for your time. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to the three of you. Um, I'm so glad that Spurs won this evening. Uh, as I said earlier, we're three points away from the top four. Let's uh, win again against Manchester City next in the Premier League. That would be a, a huge result at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But first of all, we've got to go through to the fifth round of the FA Cup by beating, beating Preston on Saturday. I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.